This is Small Town News. I'm Keith. And I'm Neil. And I'm George. And I'm Craig. And what we do each session is read Small Town Newspaper articles from Small Town Newspapers somewhere across the United States. We are reading these articles for the first time. They are provided to us by the wonderfully talented but the woefully underpaid Dr. Saxon. Yeah! From those articles, we might take a character in a situation, maybe just a singular word, and we're going to improvise stories around them. We're just trying to make big stories out of Small Town News. Where are we today, Craig? We are in Montana! Yay! Reading the Valerian from Valier, Montana? Could be. Sounds as good to me as anything I'd come up with. Well, if it's Valier, then it's the Valerian. I'm so well, sorry. I would think. I, got, I would think. I'm very embarrassed, too. I'm I so would sorry. Assume. <laughs> no, no, no. I want any more please, heartfelt please, apology. Please cut this out. No, no, please cut no, this no, out. no, no. Try again. Apologize for the record. I'm very sorry. Uh, <laughs> Maybe it's Valley. Isn't the ER like silent sometimes? It's a silent That would R. be Valier. It's a silent R. It's Valier. If you want to get fancy <laughs> about it, sure. Valier. Hey, and, and, and Jess sent us a picture of some guy from the 60s. Doesn't it look like Fred Schneider? A little bit. Maybe I don't know what the French French looks like. Maybe no, it looks like Timothy jaw. Leary, right? Yeah, it's who? I think it's Timothy Leary. I don't know who either. Wait, the I acid guy? I think so. Yeah. I, I mean, that's who Timothy Leary is, but I... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think this look. He's in some very funky shades. What do you know? mean the acid guy? What did he do? I think he's the I mean, father of LSD. Acid, obviously, <laughs> he's the father of LSD. Well, it depends on your definition of the father of. He didn't invent. We it. gave birth to it. He did not give birth to it. But he was a. Uh, I believe a social scientist who was an mm-hmm. early adopter of its benefits and helping people understand opening up the doors of perception and how they can be. I just like social scientist. <laughs> I'm, I'm bet that's my takeaway. No, but you could have stopped talking at that point. It's kind of like, nah, No, yeah. but the acid is the drug acid. Have what? you never really I, heard I, of I, I think he later? understood that, though. I've right? heard his name, but I did not yeah. know. Okay. Like, yeah. The entirety of what he did, and and no, George, I did not think like hydrochloric. Well, I didn't. The, I mean, the, you've heard the phrase "tune in, turn on, drop out." Absolutely, that's him. Mm-hmm. Oh, that. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He does look very serious for a guy that was the pioneer of acid. He was a serious scientist. What do you mean? Look, he, are you looking at the glasses he's wearing? He looks serious. Hey, let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> Neil Dunn tuned in, but then he dropped out. <laughs> yeah, Neil's ready to get this shit on the road. Uh, town tidbits or let Jess do the Wikipediaing. Welcome to Valier, Montana, population 530. That's a tiny one for a newspaper. That's a tiny town. Located in Pondera County on the shores of Lake Francis in northwestern Montana, Valier is about an hour south of the Canadian border. Incorporated in 1909, the town was named for Peter Valier. Peter supervised the construction of a railroad between the town and Conrad, the seat of Pondera County. The link on Wikipedia to the town's government website leads to a message that the domain isn't connected to a web page. Whoa, too small for the internet. We should really get on this whole website thing. Nope. <laughs> Not till we reach 600. <laughs> Just yeah, nail down like... the name. About 40 minutes south of Valier and still in Pondera County, visitors can stop by the Montana Dinosaur Center. The center's museum has a display of the first dinosaur eggs found in North America and of the world's first baby dinosaur skeletons ever unearthed. But if you crave something more adventurous, you can book a day-long private dinosaur dig. George. I know, right? You'll find some treasure. So they, they found dinosaur eggs. I'm guessing they had to have cracked one open, right? Like, because it's the first one they've ever found. They don't know what they've got. Yeah, but aren't dinosaur eggs that old? Aren't they basically rocks? Yes. So they didn't find dinosaur eggs at all. They found rocks. found rocks. A fossilized dinosaur yeah. egg. Oh. Dinosaur rocks. Eggs. <laughs> <laughs> million, hundred million year old rock. I mean, isn't that what, what a skeleton is? Are you, are you pitching your favorite 
Saturday morning TV show now. <laughs> Dinosaur rocks. Throw your cares away. <laughs> but for just over $2,000, you and nine of your friends can have your own, quote, fossil dig expedition with private access to the center's paleontological staff, close quote. There are several active research digs near the museum, and those on the private expedition are given a quick lesson on the difference between rocks and fossils, and then handed brooms to sweep away dirt. <laughs> what do we get for $2,000? Go clean up my museum. <laughs> you ever seen Night at the Museum? He was a janitor. <laughs> it, took a lot, it took a lot of time to prepare for that movie. Go clean up. According to the center's website, expedition diggers will, quote, most likely be working on a duck-billed dinosaur. They are known as the cows of the Cretaceous, and they are everywhere. <laughs> Close quotes. Their website also features their short-lived four-episode podcast from 2018. Half of the episode are talks with Jack Horner, a renowned paleontologist who so was the two. Yeah, two of them are of him. He was a renowned paleontologist who was the inspiration for the Alan Grant character in Jurassic Park. Wait, wasn't Jack Horner a nursery rhyme? Little Jack Horner sat in a corner. Eating, eating his, his curds, curds away. Okay, got it. Stuck no, no, in no, his thumb. And, no, he stuck in his thumb and pulled out a plum and said, yeah, "Oh, what a Christmas pie!" Let's go fall down the hill. You don't. See- <laughs> <laughs> Was he eating his Christmas pie? Yeah, yeah, you don't stick your thumb in porridge and pull out a plum. <laughs> George does. I do. You have to ask them to put the plums <laughs> in the porridge. Did you see him putting blueberries in his pancake today? Yeah, yeah. That's what it's special. Squishing them in. It was so sad. It was. <laughs> what? What? If you say, do okay, you put blueberries okay. in the pancakes? The answer is yes, but we don't want to, I guess, because they came out on top. <laughs> okay, listener, just in case, just in case I didn't cut this. <laughs> so George requested this morning at breakfast blueberry pancakes, but he very specifically asked, you put the blueberries in the pancakes, right? And, and he was assured that, yes. yes. Yeah. So then he receives his pancakes. Oh, wait, wait. And after he asked for that, he went on this diatribe about why he likes them in the pancakes. Yeah, he yes. doesn't want them any other way. No, the other it was called blueberry, blueberry, blueberry compote. compote. Yeah. yeah. Compote. So then he receives his pancake. <laughs> And it just has some blueberries sprinkled on top of it. They are not in the pancake. They're not. So what does George do? He, with his thumb, <laughs> makes little holes in the, the pancake. I'm the opposite of Jack Horner. So that, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he stuck in his thumb and pulled out a plum. I pushed stuck the in plums thumb to in. put in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, so, and so made crevices for the blueberries and they go inside of the pancake. And I'm going to say this because the people listening to this get me. But the difference between blueberries on top and blueberries in your pancakes is the blueberries cooked in the pancakes makes them like perfect. They're all cooked and they like had the juice running through the batter. I understand I mean, that, but we're past so that much point better. now once it's gotten to the table. Yeah. I tried. I tried putting them in. It wasn't the same. You dug holes and put dinosaur rocks back in the ground. <laughs> That's right. yeah. The cows of the Cretaceous. That kind of experience is why George was the inspiration for the Jeff Goldblum character in Jurassic Park. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Blueberries find a way. <laughs> uh, let me see. Okay, so Jack Horner, inspiration for the Alan Grant character in Jurassic Park, and served as a technical advisor for the first five films in the series. Do you think he was critical of how Sam Neill played him? <laughs> you think he, he, he's a technical advisor for yeah. a dinosaur park movie. Like, <laughs> he's a technical advisor for that character. That's the chicken of the Cretaceous. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Comes in a little can. <laughs> the chicken of the Cretaceous got little glasses. Cretaceous is very the sea. Witty. Chicken of the sea. Yeah, a very witty yeah. dinosaur. Mm. Uh, Jack. 
who grew up in Shelby, 30 minutes northeast of Valier, found his first dinosaur fossil when he was eight years old. Aside from his Jurassic Park claim to fame, Jack is best known for three things. The first is providing evidence that some dinosaurs were sociable and cared for their young. Uh, that is different. I didn't know that. But, but, but why, why wouldn't they do that? Because they're reptiles. They're cold-blooded, and they're not humans. Well, the second is marrying, at the age of 65, one of his 19-year-old undergrad students. Oh, that took a weird turn. <laughs> I regret, the way, I regret the way I started that sentence. Can I redo that, Keith? No, 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 no. That's it. Well, okay, when you, so when you said weird, you were ta- you commenting on your delivery, not yeah, that yeah. he married a 19-year-old. Well, that's, no, my delivery was a little too weird, considering how weird that fact was. <laughs> well, I got it now. It says, and the third is perhaps the most horrific of the three. Since 2005, Jack and his colleagues have been trying to reverse engineer a dinosaur from a chicken embryo. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of cool. Depends on how they're doing it, I guess. (laughs) This work was directly influenced by an early draft of Jurassic World. He described his project as an attempt to create a chickenosaurus. His team has been able to force chicken embryos to develop teeth, and another team working from Jack's research has been able to develop chicken embryos with, quote, dinosaur-like leg and foot anatomy. Why do people want to do this? I don't know. Well, it's like when I see some of these things where they're making like artificial intelligence and and robots. I'm just like, what? Why are we doing this? We've seen Terminator. Yes. Yeah, we know. I'm not, yeah, we've seen Jurassic Park. <laughs> we are everything. going to go extinct. Yes, but, it, but we're doing it the stupidest <laughs> I, way possible. I have a different question. How is a chicken leg and foot anatomy different from a dinosaur-like leg and foot anatomy? We don't know what dinosaur legs or feet were like, right? Well, we have a vague we, idea. We have. Bones. Skeletal structure. We got dinosaur rocks. They're base. Are they just legs with? Stop toes trying in to the pitch end? that show. <laughs> <laughs> dinosaur rocks. I've already printed T-shirts. I need to make this happen. <laughs> if such experiments freak you out, go get calm on the banks of Lake Francis on the outskirts of Valier. Lake Francis offers year-round fishing for pike, perch, and walleye. Walleye can grow up to thirty-one inches and twenty pounds and they can live for up to 30 years. However, walleye living in a heavily fished body of water, like Fr- Lake Francis, rarely live longer than five or six years. The Garrison Dam near Newtown, North Dakota, site of an episode from just a few weeks Newtown. ago. Newtown! Newtown! The canoe place, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is home to the largest walleye hatchery in the world. While there is a high demand for walleye in North Dakota, quote, elsewhere they are considered a nuisance. The Wikipedia page for these fish lists them as quite palatable. Isn't that what you hope for in your food? Yes. But that's the lowest praise. Excuse me, waiter, could you please describe the walleye? <laughs> It'll make a plop. <laughs> <laughs> highly palatable. You can digest it. Highly <laughs> ploppable. <Yes. laughs> fried walleye is a staple of Canadian cuisine and deep fried walleye on a stick, <laughs> while not a lollipop, <laughs> is a big seller at the Minnesota State Fair. In 1965, Walleye became the official state fish of Minnesota. And in 2012, Vermont named walleye their official, quote, state warm water fish, with the brook trout being their official state cold water fish. I don't think they know what warm water is in Vermont. (laughs) Either. They put it in a pot. (laughs) They must. (laughs) They put it in a bathtub. It's highly palatable. (laughs) In Valier, as in other cold climate locations, 
Most walleye are caught during the ice fishing season. Then why is it they're warm water fish? I don't know. I think Vermont because trying to say they they're colder. Because then they put it in the boiling water. We did this. It's the one they're most likely to eat. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense to me. Does it? It does Wait, to well, me. What, then what is the, um, the brook trout? How do they cook that? It's their state cold water fish. They don't. No, it's their state oil fried fish. It's just oil on a stick. Fish. Yeah. They're state stick fish. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oil, that's just the warmest of waters. <laughs> Oil, the warmest of waters. It is. <laughs> I mean, we've all taken a bath in hot water. You ever taken a bath in hot oil? No. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's the warmest of waters. Excluding it not being water. If ice fishing for walleye isn't for you, settle in for a marathon of the more than 120 films featuring Ponder County native George Montgomery. Yeah. George was born in the town of Brandy, about a half hour southeast of Valier. He was briefly engaged to actress Hedy Lamar. Sorry, I always have to, because, because of the character from Blazing Saddles, yeah. I always have to it's watch myself. Hedley. He was eventually married and divorced to singer Dinah Shore. In the 1940s, he was often cast as the leading man. And in the 1950s and 60s, most of his work was as a low-budget action star. If his 220-plus filmography gives you too much to choose from, may I suggest starting with his 1967 anti-LSD film, Hallucination Generation, a drama about American expats living in Spain and purposely intended as a warning against the dangers of pill-popping 60s hedonism along the lines of 1936's Reefer Madness. The film's primary purpose appears to have been titillation. The synopsis is well worth reading in its entirety. Here it is. <clears throat> the leader of the group is a drug dealer. Yeah! Oh, sorry. The other... <laughs> I'm sorry. The others are there living carefree lives as beatniks. The leader has more nefarious aims in mind and uses drugs to lure the others into lives of crime. Most of the film is in black and white, but there is a psychedelic sequence depicting the purported effects of the group using LSD, which was filmed in color. I mean, doesn't that mean like, it's like life is really drab and boring until you take the drugs and things get colorful and interesting? That is the dumbest <laughs> use of black and white to color ever. Yeah. Even worse than Wizard of Oz. Wait, so this isn't uh, Leary. It Timothy wasn't Leary. Timothy Leary. That sounds like it was no. Montgomery, perhaps. Yeah, well, but he sounds like he was playing a Timothy Leary-like yeah. character, is yeah. what it is. Visitor Danny Stone, who avoids taking part in the fun until his mother cuts off his allowance, seeks help in the monastery after an LST-induced crime spree results in the murder of a Barcelona antiques dealer. I, I, got, I, I have lost track so much in that synopsis. Okay, LSD-inspired crime spree. Yes, has never been a thing that happened. I and saw Dragnet. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Blue Boy? They people on LSD cannot get their shit together enough to go on a crime spree of any kind. They might accidentally hurt some stuff, including themselves, but they're not going to gather together as a gang and go out and knock over a bank. That's not going to happen. They're not going to be able to find their gun. They're not going to be able to figure out the door. They're going to walk. They'll in think the it's door. a flower. So they, what's the go. crime? Like if it's a crime spree, what's the crime? Did it say in the synopsis? Uh, th that was the end. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, I, I, I know we kind of digressed a little bit, but I lost track from the beginning of the synopsis yeah. to the end. It, it went out there. So like an acid trip. 
There you go. Right. Maybe maybe it was all a dream. Maybe it was part of the hallucination. Maybe at the end of the film, it's like, oh, we didn't. That was just part of the... <laughs> okay, thank goodness. So there was a lot of that beware of the drugs. Do you remember any of the terrible things or stories that you heard of what happened when people did acid or if you took acid or... Mm -mm. From no? from like the uh, yeah because we did all that stuff with the oh god what was the Nancy Reagan thing uh, just say air no. this is your just brain say no on drugs. Was, just say yeah. no yeah because they I mean I remember uh, school meetings where we'd all come in and watch films and crap like that and yeah well I remember the Blue Boy episode of Dragnet like anti drug uh, yeah. propaganda it was on a train on a train on a train yes crossing over crossing over crossing you know his face is painted blue because he was on LSD oh yes. yeah just, and just spewing out madness I mean but if that dude walks in your bank don't you like close all the cash drawers anyway <laughs> yeah <laughs> if he walks into any business it's like you know I'm I'm keeping on him and I'm watching that out yeah someone walks in with a blue face on a train on a train on no. a train wait he painted his face blue because he was on acid yeah and then went on I guess I'm, it's a rule yeah yeah <laughs> Because yeah. otherwise, how are you going to know he's insane? Yeah. Right. When they sell you a hit of acid, it's, it's one little piece of paper and then just a jar of blue paint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have to go ahead and start painting your you face. You got to paint it first. Before you put it on. Yeah. That way you never, you don't know where to put the acid. Otherwise, you paint something else. <laughs> <laughs> have fun in Valier. Capture any loose chicken by lowering them in with some palatable local walleye and then drop some acid and ride those chicken into an antiques crime spree. Damn straight. You guys, you want to go drop some acid? You got any antiques that we want to break? Steal? <laughs> murder? <laughs> All I got is these you weird sweaters. Murder antiques? Yeah. Well, I'm on LSD. I don't know what to do with antiques. You I paint might as well blue. kill them. You paint them blue. Paint them blue, and then you and then you, you use them as murder you, weapons. Then you spree them. <laughs> you paint them blue, and you show them to old ladies who know the real value of the furniture beneath. Oh, and then they're upset because you and painted them they blue. They definitely are. That's the crime. That's the crime. Mm -hmm. Making the most of this summer by sharing, enjoying family meals by Carrie Lewis. Do you want to make this summer matter for your family? One simple routine that can have profound effects on kids' academic success and health is eating together as a family. In reading an article from the American College of Pediatricians, teens who have dinner with their families seven times a week are almost 40% likelier to say they receive mostly A's and B's in school compared to teens who have dinners with their families just two or less times per week. The kids will say they have There's a grades. lot of squishy <laughs> yeah. things that aren't facts. They're not guaranteeing that the kids no. are making the grades. They're and merely ex explaining that And what's up with grades. the three to six meals kids? They left all of them in limbo. Yeah. Well, children's ages uh, 9 to 14 that have more regular dinners with their families are 35% less likely to engage in disordered eating. And 24% are likely to eat healthier foods. What's disordered eating? Like you having an me. eating disorder. Yeah. Like oh, eating too much and like, like, like eating your veggies before your meat. Or like spilling stuff all over the place. Yeah, or mashing yeah. stuff together and eating it. That is disordered. obviously wrong. Disordered. They were not taught well. Uh, the article also shared that teens who have less than three family dinners per week are 2.5 times more likely to use marijuana, twice as likely to use alcohol, and four times more likely to use tobacco. In addition, they are more likely to experience depression and more likely to engage in dangerous activities. So, knowing the importance of family meals, how do families make it possible when family members are heading in multiple directions? Here's a few tips to melt to help make family meals manageable. Melt the family meals. <laughs> Here's your goop. Um, <laughs> eating together as a family is the main thing. Family meals can mean family breakfasts or a simple dinner of sandwiches or grilled hot dogs. It doesn't have to mean a five-course meal. 
at the beginning of the week. Spend a Didn't few they m- talk about nutrition? No, no. It could be grilled hot dogs. <laughs> at the beginning of the week, spend a few minutes to jot on the calendar everyone's activities and plan a few nights where there can be dinner as a family. But that's ineffective. If it's seven, if it's not seven, according to what she said, it's you. useless. I think they're just trying to figure out ways to blame parents. It's a guilt trip article. It is, yeah. Ask your kids if there's anything they would like to try for dinner and involve them in the meal planning. Meal planning will also help with grocery shopping as well. Exclamation Does point. Carrie have kids? Um, I don't know. This much sounds about like somebody Lewis writing family. an article who doesn't have kids. All right, Neil, tell us what is what what are the realities of doing a family dinner with uh, kids who are in school and all that? For me? Tell us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go. <laughs> I, I have kids who don't want to eat anything if it's planned around a gathering. They okay. they want to take their food and sort of just do their thing most of the time. So the only way that we get to eat together typically is if we go out. Because I think now when oh, you get home, yeah. people sort of settle into their spots. Like, I want to eat and do my homework. Or I want to do this. Or, or we'll that. eat and watch TV. Or we all have activities. Because what is also said to be most important is to have your kids involved in other social activities Blah, blah, blah. It's This is all just mumbo-jumbo bullshit. More likely to smoke weed and one of the other things they, um, that, that your kids are going to do if you don't eat and, with them. Yeah, they're not, if they're not at the table, then they're in the room smoking weed. Of course, yeah. yeah. Come in here and eat your grilled hot dog with your mother and I. So we just sprinkle weed on the hamburgers and pasta. That way we kill two birds with one stone. That's right. You're supposed to encourage kids to pick out fruits and vegetables in the grocery store. Give them two equally good options. For example... Instead of asking what they want for a snack, ask if you should get apples or bananas. Both good options. They are still involved. Do you in know the what the answer to that process. is? Doesn't matter. They're just going rot in the fridge. Either that or yeah. neither. Who's doing the study that says 20% of kids who ate bananas on a regular basis yeah. turned out to not be weird-ass pedophiles? <laughs> you know? Like, well, it's that bullshit Nobody's stuff doing about... this science. No, it's the... It's, it doesn't mean that there's an actual correlation between what they're studying and what they're saying is the root cause. Like, I remember when I was, yeah, yeah. it was uh, no late 90s, they were like, oh, uh, people who live closer to highways have these propensities. Yeah. It's like, yeah, because it's lower income, because people don't want to live next to highways. Yeah. And that was really the root cause. It had nothing to do with your proximity to a highway. And this is just a stupid ass article by somebody who probably doesn't have kids and doesn't like the ones she meets. Also, she did not do this research, so then the question becomes, where did she get this? Yeah. To to add to that, teens with frequent family dinners are one and a half times more likely to have an excellent relationship with their mother and twice as likely to have an excellent relationship with both their father and their siblings. But what if you have terrible parents, and that's why you don't want to be at the table with them? That's just as likely here that you can have a healthier life eating your food in your room because... When you have dinner with dad at the table, he's yelling at your face or throwing things at you or calling you a little shit. Or eating your potatoes in front of you. That's. <laughs> George just dug something out of his subconscious. George specific. <laughs> George is unpacking in front of us right now. <laughs> he's got some baggage. But like my, my folks, including my wife, do not eat what I eat. No. I just don't have any interest in it. So that's, so that's there's not a study on do. that. Um, Neil children who eat with Neil are, are 100% more likely to be vegetarians. <laughs> yes, yes, they are. Much more likely than his actual children. Yeah, to exactly. Be, yes. <laughs> uh, but, and I think, the, I think now the drive to have kids involved in outside activities is very different. 
Because um, you look at, you know, when you talk to uh, guidance counselors about college applications, like what sport are they playing? What clubs are they in? And blah, blah, blah. And they got to do all these things. And they don't ask, how many dinners do you have at home each yeah. week? I think it truly, at the end of the day, not to sort of short circuit the article, but is do you spend time with your children and are you involved in their lives? Not what you're doing while you're doing that. Are you building a relationship? And I think there are many ways to do that that don't necessarily involve sitting at a table. Well, one of the things we sold yesterday was all of our cookbooks for two dollars a piece. <laughs> <laughs> so now I have so you huge do, regrets. Well, you just got Mason left. I know he's probably not going to work out anyway. I mean, I, I mean, I don't have any recipes memorized, Neil. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> so all my recipes for going now are just be on the but back even of boxes. The, but even that, I have a PDF, a folder of PDFs of recipes. God, you guys are going to mess Mason up. I know. <laughs> I need to go home right Dude, now. He does and not cook have, a hot dog. He does not. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite part. It's like she talks about this quality of nutrition and all this stuff, and then you know you don't have to make it. Art grill a hot dog. It's like but that is like trash meat. What are you doing? But the fact that it's grilled, you have to go to the trouble of grilling it. She's not like. Put it in a microwave. Where you put it, <laughs> put it in the microwave. Let's stand here around the microwave together. For 30 Having a 30-second conversation. I think it's like, do kids feel supported and nurtured, and are they in a positive environment that is yeah. conducive to them to explore the world around them and yeah. feel comfortable sort of... All right, you piece of shit. Sit at the table and don't talk. We're going to eat together. Eat your sloppy well, Joe, you little, you. Eat your sloppy Joe, this, you little vegan wannabe the bitch. In, the lady in the paper in the book thing told me that this is how we'll be a good family, so shut up. Sit down and shove this dog in your mouth. I don't want to hear about your day. She didn't say we had to talk to each other. Wake up. What? I don't get home till 10. Get up, you little shit. We're going to have dinner. This has been an episode of Little Shits. <laughs> you want an apple or banana? Guess what? We got neither. We got hot dogs. <laughs> Put it in the microwave and shut the f*** up. <laughs> no, no. What's your favorite food from your childhood dinners? I think about my mom's pork chops when I was growing up. I haven't had – she hasn't made them, and we haven't had them in a long time. I've never been a fan of those, but it's like that's something I think about. When I think of my mom's cooking, her fried pork chops are one of the first things I think of. She would do oven-baked. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, we always had applesauce with ours. Like, that, that's like pork chops and applesauce, but that's what, that's what we did. <laughs> no, that's fancy. People have been trying to cram apples into pigs for a long time, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, got, you got the pig that's on the, on the plate or on the dinner table with the, big, with the apple in its mouth. And they're like, we got to find a way to make these that's things work. So we can get it in. <laughs> well, I know, we're no, no, no. no the problem is you haven't mashed it. If you can mash it, we can get it all the way in there. They kept choking the pig trying to feed him apples. <laughs> well, they got that it. damn apple inside. <laughs> I mean, like... Pig, you should have chose banana. At what point do you put the apple in the pig's mouth? Is it still alive? I'm guessing not. Well, that's what killed like, the pig. This is, this is last, that's how you humanely kill a pig for Thanksgiving dinner, right? You just <laughs> shove an apple in it, <laughs> choke it, it out. Air. No, it's well known among. <laughs> Go gently into that night. <laughs> Pigs know to watch out for the apple. So they see the apple get presented this their day. <clears throat> this is it. Now, that is a family dinner that you will remember. Right? <laughs> when you want to have time with your family and everybody get together, how was your day? Shh, shh, shh. Be quiet. The pig is having Hold its legs. Stop crying. You want to slit its throat? This is the best way. <laughs> I can just imagine the pig like watching the tree all summer as the apples yeah. oh and ripen. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is, Hello, darkness, uh, my old friend. 
And the farmer just comes over and like looks at the pig and like reaches up and touches the apple, looks at it, glances mm. back at the pig and smiles and walks off. <laughs> Almost red enough. <laughs> Glacier County Health Department confirms bat was rabid. Mm. Precaution tips offered. Have y'all ever had a rabies scare? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Yep. Yeah, me too. You had a bat in your house? Well, it was a dog and it wasn't in my house. <laughs> why I'm were you worried? Yours was a bat. <laughs> why why were you house. worried? Yeah, ours was a bat in the house, and okay. you never know if they bit you or not. What? what? They don't have to bite you, though. No, but what? they can like walk Wait. on your while you're sleeping. They might. Okay, it's going to sound like I'm talking about vampires. I'm not talking about vampires. <laughs> but while you're sleeping, they can I'm bite you and you on, not wake up. I was going to say, I'm still stuck on you never know if they bit you or not. Right, because you could be asleep and they could bite you and you don't feel it. And you wake you up and feel a bite. Not from a tiny bat. They've tiny teeth. Are you thinking of mosquitoes? <laughs> <laughs> the smallest That's malaria. Bat. That's a different Yeah. <laughs> no, but if you have a bat in your house, you you have to be you have to watch it. Like you might need to have go ahead and get rabies shots just in case you Okay, can it. we can, let's step away from hypotheticals. George, I need to know, was there a time when there was a bat in your house and you were aware of it? There was a bat in our house and we were Pretty sure I didn't bite anybody because we had just seen it. So we didn't do all that. But I have a friend that had a bat in their house, and all four of them went and got the rabies shots because they weren't sure if they'd been bit or not. Wait, no, the, no, 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 no. It doesn't matter that you don't have to be bit to get rabies. What? What is it? Like, How can scratch you, get rabies? you? They scratch you? They're guano. It's in everything that they're doing. If they're in your house and they're just... So pooping on top of you. So I don't know if you know this. You can be asleep and a bat can poop in your mouth. And you That's right. Know it. Okay. I so know that. number one, don't let an animal with rabies bite you. Number two, don't eat it. Shit. <laughs> well, your, I'm out. One of those is going to be really easy. One's going to be really hard. I'm not yeah. going to tell you which. <laughs> so they just went and got rabies shots. Yes. No. Four of them in their stomachs, right? And that what you have that done? Look. There's no turning back with rabies, though. Seriously, you can no. have it for four months and not know it, and yeah. then just, your brain is toast, and there's no going back. No, yeah. but like I'm just not randomly. Uh, I think I saw a bat the other day. Let me get no, some rabies shots. In the house, and they were worried about it. Like it was flying all around. I guess for a couple of days. So under advisement of a doctor to, to bring a bat in the house. No, no, <laughs> shut up, <laughs> doctor. I've got to question your methods. Trust me, I'm a doctor. Wait, wait, wait. But, 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 I mean, the moment you see a bat in your house, you take care of it. You hope. Wait. wait. What, what do you mean by take care you of it? You pet it? You, put a you offer it a hot dog? No, no, you get it out. You put, you put an apple in its mouth. You get it out of there. You, yeah, you try. But I think oh, the problem okay. with this is they found out that their kids had seen it a couple days before and not told their parents. Okay. And so it had been in the house for That's a few bad. Days. They didn't eat dinner together. You know what? They're 2.5 percent chance more likely to have not eaten dinner together right yeah okay that's all right i I guess if that's the situation all right i just um (laughs) i just assume that when people see a bat in their house that becomes a topic of conversation yeah it would for me yeah yeah Yeah. okay it happened one time when uh jess and i were camping we're at umstead state park and they have those primitive cabins up there it's like just one open room and like three o'clock in the morning i heard this uh huh. See, that's and one there's no electricity in those cabins at all. So it was a flashlight. I pointed up right over us. Uh, little bat just hanging out on yeah. top of us. Yeah, that's an issue. And I had seen that uh, a podcast where they were talking about the ways you can get rabies. And I was like, yeah, this has got to get out of here. We leave. I'm not gonna yeah. hurt it, but we, no, we didn't leave. I just I took care of it. I gave it a little bonnet. I pet it. <laughs> 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 but yes, uh, you ever, you had to catch the bat. I did not catch it, but I encouraged it out of the room. I was waving it out. It's of hard, the base it's of hard the to catch a bat. You ever Tell me, to catch a bat? 
No. Why would I? We, we had one in our house, and it was um, it was hard to catch. We had to chase it around with like uh, tennis rackets, and you know, just trying to get it to get out and. And we're it was the same. And, and those are the people that wind up needing shots for yeah. rabies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you call animal control. We ended up using, I think it was this weird mesh cover that you use when you have food on the porch. Like you don't want bugs to get in it, and you cover it with the the mesh Saran wrap. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this piece of uh, I know what you're talking stuff. about. It's like a I... metal frame with mesh. You put it oh. over the food, and we we had two of those. We were trying to catch the bat. Mesh that's symbols, kind of, yeah, nice, yeah, but with domes, yeah. So you would like catch if you if you caught it, it would be in a circle. So you but caught it in one of those and got it out. We so. had some friends over that helped. I mean, it was just like this crazy thing. It was in, I would say, it was in Catherine's room. Yeah. Oh. And, okay. Yeah. Oh. 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 It was okay. <laughs> what was your, what was your dog thing? Seems- I, was about, I was about to say, like, man, y'all y'all stories ain't nothing. I got straight up bit by a. Crazy dog. Where were you? I was um, in this living room. It's <laughs> <laughs> your house, George. Yeah. The saran wrap came off the window. Yeah. The dog just came back. <laughs> I know. Long story short, um, I was uh, I was you know my family owns a lot of property. I was mowing uh, the lawns of those property, and a neighboring dog came, bit me. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it. That is a long story short. <laughs> yeah, my bad story was shit. <laughs> there's, there's nothing whimsical about it. Okay, the dog was pissed because the lawnmower was making a lot of noise. It bit my ankle, and um, and the dog had no tags or anything like that. And the, you know, I didn't know exactly where it came from. I just knew, of course, the neighborhood. Luckily, I made a phone call. The city found it, and they were able to verify, okay, no, we found the owners. No, everything's fine. The dog is not showing any symptoms. We were able to figure it out, and they did not have to kill the dog, and I did not have to get a shot in the stomach. That's good. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Red-letter his- day. So- <laughs> <laughs> Do they give you the opportunity to kill the dog yourself? <laughs> Shouldn't it be? Yeah, that should be the case. Did they give you a chance to bite the dog just to return the favor? That's like eye for an Have eye. you read the article about the two-year-old that killed the snake? No. Bit it to death? No. What? Wait, yeah. Wait, I was waiting for a punchline. <laughs> no, that is the punchline. Apparently, well, maybe this... needed a rattle. <laughs> hey! Well, apparently this non-venomous snake bit this little toddler, and then the snake, like, the, the baby, like, bit the thing back and killed it. Did the baby have teeth? I hope Thanks. so. That or was, if that was, baby didn't have teeth, I'd be more impressed. It was it was a really saying. weird situation where the baby had fangs and the snake had just like two tiny baby teeth in the front. <laughs> the snake oh was still God. teething. Yeah. <laughs> it is funny how when things like that happen, people kick into another gear where like I've got to get this bat out of my house or a dog has bitten me. We've got to harness this dog or trap this dog or drag it yeah. down. We're gonna get a posse together. What's serious? Yeah. Well, for some people, except for those few kids that were just hanging out with the bat for a few days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> except in that case. I have a new bat. I was on a run yesterday, and I saw a guy walking with a twenty-two rifle pointed at the oh, ground. Oh, I thought that was like a year old. No. <laughs> a 22-year-old. Yeah. Were you a guy and a 22-year-old. Were you running on the golf course again? Yes, actually, I did. <laughs> yeah. I, I ran on it yesterday just in hoping that somebody would say some shit to me because now that I know what I'm going to say. Now you're ready. I'm ready, yeah. It was just a couple old ladies out there. I couldn't have yelled at them. All right, tell us, tell us about the guy with the 22. But yeah, so he's just walking around with a 22 in his yard and his kid, and I'm like, this is, I mean, Trent Woods is not where you would normally see that kind of thing, and this is a house that's right off the golf course. Round the corner, and I see that there's a raccoon in his yard walking kind of stumbly. 
And I was like, you looking for a raccoon? He said, yeah. And I said, it's over there. He said, I think it's got distemper. So he's diagnosed it right off the bat. Is that the same thing as rabies? No. No. Distemper? But he was definitely about to take care of the raccoon that was in his yard. I assume if you see any rodent in your yard walking like it's drunk, you don't want to be around it. Right. And maybe the poor guy had just been in his trash can and was drunk. Yeah, he might have missed it. (laughs) Man, I can't get away from this dude. What is going on? Should we read the article? Oh, right. I haven't even done that. (laughs) (laughs) Glacier County Health Department confirms bat was rabid. Precaution tips offered. No author listed. Don't touch bats. End of article. (laughs) (laughs) That is a great start. (laughs) I mean, that solves all the problems. It really does. Oh, oh, no, no, no. And and don't eat their poop. You hope that goes without saying. Right, but. It doesn't. That was one of the things we sold yesterday in our yard sale was a bat house. I've been torn by the idea of a bat house. (laughs) You've seen a bat house? This is like a thing that you hang up. It's a wooden box that bats go into yes, and I've live. You're being serious right now. Yeah. It was I, was, in my house. I, I was gauging that. No, no. It's real. These are real things. Well, and then of course there were bats in your house. You a, <laughs> so that's the question. No, no, no. I never hung it up. I was, I was torn between do I hang it up because it makes the bats live in there instead of in my house? Or if, do I not want to hang it up because then the bats you know, fly into the neighborhood and say, look, there's a house. Are you seriously telling me that you bought a bat house Someone gave it as an evasive measure? Someone gave it to me, and I wasn't sure if I should hang it up or not. So I never hung it up. So I sold it yesterday, and my neighbors were looking at it, and I was like, I'm not sure I want you to buy it. And they're like, why not? I said, because then the bats are going to live in the neighborhood. And if they come and live, if you attract them with the bat house. There are bats living in your neighborhood. We used to have them in our attic, and we got rid of them. So the last thing I want is for them to come back. But if you put a bat house up, do they live there instead of your attic? Or do they move in, tell their friends this is a great neighborhood, and then there's no room in the bat house? And they I don't know why we're in this small dinky house. Let's upgrade. Yeah, right, right, right. We're going so to the big house. I sold it to somebody in James City. <laughs> so you were asking, for three dollars. <laughs> you're asking for addresses before you would sell it. Yeah, my, my neighbors right next door were looking at it. I was like, ah, oh, you know, we've already had bats. We don't, and you've had bats. We don't want bats again. Right. Cut to the bat realtor. All right. Hey, uh, welcome. So glad to have you. Um, we've already got the paperwork signed, so I just need to know a little bit more about what you're looking for. Uh, well, humans scare us. That is fair. They are very scary. They're scary. I'm not sure I want to live in the middle of the woods either. Are we kind of like, you know. So you're looking field? more suburban? We just want something with an active downtown. Okay. We, we have a number of those. Uh, now, do you, uh, we have uh, here here in the Newburn area, we have a few historic structures. Most of those Ooh. are already taken, oh. but there there are a few that are available. Um, are you looking to have a guest house as well? Uh, how many bedrooms? Kind of depends on. Uh, for right now, it's just my wife and I, but we'd love to raise a brood. Okay, so room for expansion, very good, yeah. perfect. And we are fruit bats, so if you got something near like a fruit tree, oh, perhaps, of course, fruit. We do. There is a wonderful uh, home on East Front Street. It has mm-hmm. a wonderful view of the water. Um, also Scenic. has. We love apricots. Are there apricots? There are. There are. <sighs> But I, I hate to ask this question, oh, no. but Here it, it is part of the application. Okay. Um, are you rabid? So it seems a bit. I am pers- not, it seems I am a not, bit personal is what, is what I'm thinking. I'm not judging. You know, less than 1% of us have rabies. I you do know that. know that, but it's on the questionnaire. And, and we I told really, you we're fruit bats. You did, but that. So what are we? We're getting rabies from from apricots. That, that, that's a, a rabies infested apricot. That's silly. Nobody's ever no heard wrote of a, a book rabid about that. apricot. I'm just noticing you're you're really not answering the question, and I'm going to back away from the table just a little bit here because I'm getting uncomfortable. 
I'm getting the feeling that one or more of you might be rabid. And sir, you are a bit aggressive. I'm a little on edge. We need to find a place to live. We absolutely we can't keep staying at your live. mom's place. No, we, we can't. can't do it. And there's not enough room. She always rushes us in the mornings when our morning routine. That's why it looks like he might be foaming at the mouth. He just didn't get to finish cleaning up after shaving. Okay, that's, that's right. It. Oh, I okay. thought that I wanted is. to look nice for you for today, and now I, I've been completely insulted. That's it. And that's I wish all. I hadn't even shaved. Well, I'm so sorry. We're officially we're going to have to answer it before we put in the offer. But uh, do you want to see it? Uh, we can maybe meet uh, this evening. I do. I very much want to see he it. Would lo- that's why he's drooling right so much. He's, he has so much anticipation. That's why and that's all. Right now. Cut to East Front at dusk later that evening. Oh, hi. Did you, did you find the place okay? Just as the bird flies, we found it. Very good. Oh, did you shave again? I'm just really hungry. This Just drool. Sorry, he's just really excited. That's why he's slurring his words. That's it and that's all. I mean, people I could scratch. I just would have gotta gotta scratch that itch, you know. I gotta like eat some person. <laughs> okay, well, um, let's take a look. Uh, this is a wonderful uh, just before the turn of the century. Oh my God! Now I see um, that this house has a Saint Bernard. He's not ah, aggressive, is he? Oh no, he's very sweet. Yeah, Cujo is a great. I want to eat. I want to meet him. You, and you'll be able to, but for right now, we're not going to be interacting with I'll be right the animals. Back. I'll, be right back. I'll be right back. Wait, don't, don't. Uh, d- d- um, okay. Um, um, oh, God. I, not again. Now that it's just you, I really have to ask you this uh-huh. question. Is your husband rabid? I really need to know. I When I met him, he told me he was rabid. I thought he meant <gasps> with love for me. But I, I'll be honest. I'm starting to think that maybe he is shaving more. We than got a dog, honey. Back. Got a dog. This what? dog's my new friend. This dog right here is gone. He's, he's awesome at shaving. <laughs> Why are you? You have fur all over your face. Yeah, well, I do. When you shave, it comes in thicker. <laughs> it's the wrong color. What do you mean? It's like it's I, it's the color of that dog. You ask a lot of personal questions. That fur from that dog, right? That Saint Bernard. He's my new friend. Come over here, Saint Bernard. No, meet the neighbors. I have now found out that you are rabid. Who'd you find that out from? I mean, I'm not rabid. I feel like I'm caught in the middle. Hi, excuse me. I'm Doctor Bat from next door. I see that you you are looking at the house, thinking of moving into the neighborhood. Mm. We love an apricot. Yes. Oh, this neighborhood's great for apricots. Uh, I've been living here with my wife, Susie, for maybe 27 years. It's, it's really the best place in all of town to live. Oh, that's marvelous. So we've, all, we've always thought it'd be so great to live in a neighborhood next to a doctor. Oh, well. Isn't that right, honey? Oh, yeah. You ever tree bats for things that only 1% of us have? <laughs> He's president of the HOA, just so you know. You know, um, 1% diseases like, you know, distemper. <laughs> Sometimes this dipper looks like rabies. I'm sorry, we haven't introduced ourselves. This is my husband, Bobcat Rabbit Bat. <laughs> eat some of my guano. If you just eat some of my guano, it'll make me feel better. <laughs> that's oh, a really odd. Less than one percent. I'm trying to get the numbers up. I mean, just that's eat. a really odd. Here's I got some fresh guano. It's not really poop. It's just guano. It's like coffee. You eat some of my coffee. I eat coffee beans, and now it's covered in my guano, doctor. <laughs> You want some coffee? <laughs> I really feel like this has gone way south. Um, normally, we're not this aggressive when we're viewing houses. Well, I'm just really excited about the neighborhood. And I got all this extra coffee poop. <laughs> Is there any chance I might be able to convince anybody that all that was metaphorical? No, not at all. <laughs> 
So are we still on for the contract? No. Ah, uh, shit. <laughs> Guano. <laughs> That's the problem with Bobcat Goldwave. Like, no one ever diagnosed him for rabies. That's why he does that. That's why he was bitten by a bobcat. That's why he changes <laughs> On the way to take him to the doctor, they just shoved him out of the car next to the police academy set. <laughs> It's simple to plant edible and decorative containers for fall by Melinda Myers. I'm intrigued. Uh, let's let's see where, where Melinda takes us. In the growing season with an extra burst of color and nutrition with a few fall containers, a pot of mums or asters can add color to your front steps and a container filled with kale and greens adds fresh flavor to your fall meals. But don't stop there. Create attractive potted gardens by combining asters, mums, grasses, cool weather edibles, and other fall beauties. Spruce up an existing container. She just keeps throwing that word there. Just keeps throwing it in. By replacing weather-worn annuals with fresh fall favorites. You can't just throw words and have it make sense. Pansies. Sweet. Oh, <laughs> I you were talking about. Oh no, 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 no! That makes sense. She's Pansies. talking about. She, no, she's talking about flowers. It's flowers. <laughs> or plant new container gardens for your fall landscape. Just select a pot with drainage holes and fill it with quality planting mix. You guys ever done container gardening? Yeah, it's just in pots. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I thought that was going somewhere. <laughs> Me too. No, I just like <laughs> instead of like the dirt. Uh, it's that's just all she's in, talking about. It's just in containers. It's just in, it's <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, the earth is like one big container. That's right. You know. What do you grow in containers? I don't grow anything in containers. <laughs> I can't grow things. I'm terrible at it. Uh, me too. I don't yeah. patience for it. I have one little succulent in my office that I remember to water every two months, I, and then I give it enough water for two months when I remember it, which is way too much. So yep. it goes from periods of being so dried up, I think it's plastic, to saturated, soppy, wet, and droopy. Is it dry enough that when you put the water in, all the soil and everything yes. floats in a clump? Oh, when yeah. You first, that's awesome. I yeah. killed a Christmas cactus. <laughs> <laughs> Quit bragging. No, and I, and I think I killed it with kindness. Uh, I think I gave it too much water. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's a Christmas cactus? It's like a this cactus has got red flowers on it. Is that what it's called, or is that just what George is calling it? <laughs> no, there is a Christmas cactus. I got cactus. a Christmas. There, was, there was one year they had a, a Christmas cactus tree that they put all the presents underneath. And Look, that sounds like something my family would do, which is why I'm having trouble deciphering. <clears throat> like, there was one Christmas where just out where it was like a week before Christmas, and we still didn't have a Christmas tree. And this was back when <laughs> me and my sister were young enough that we cared about such things. And my dad was like, uh, we're doing a Charlie Brown Christmas. Went into our backyard cut this tree down that had been growing in our backyard. Not a, It wasn't an impressive tree by any means. Not, it looked like the tree from a Charlie Brown Christmas special. With like It was growing up against a block wall that we have there. So only one side of the tree like was really grown out, and the other one was, had little nubs of branches. It was the saddest tree in the world. And that was our Christmas tree one year. So Christmas cactus makes sense to me. I think your dad had rabies. (laughs) (laughs) 
We never finished the article. Like that was one of the points. Cheaps out at Christmas. <laughs> oh, I have rabies then. <laughs> oh, right. I was reading an article. Uh, <laughs> is it just telling you to put plants in buckets? <laughs> Yes, it, it, it's it, all it is, right? Includes some trailing plants like golden moneywort, trailing labia, and ivy. <laughs> what? What? What is that spelled? Where is this? What paragraph is this? <laughs> Go dunk your crotch in a bucket. <laughs> what paragraph is that? What paragraph Did is that? Did I do a faux pas? I want to know. <laughs> It's Lobbya. L O B E L I A. It's pronounced Labia. No, no, that's definitely not it. Is it Loblalia? I don't know. Sure. What you said is not what we heard. Okay, well, then you're going to love this next sentence. Fill any voids with snapdragons, <laughs> ornamental peppers. Colorful greens and coral bells. Just be sure to protect peppers and any other front-sensitive plants on those chilly nights. I am a front-sensitive plant, if that's the case. You're a front-sensitive plant? I am. Are you hung like an ornamental pepper? (laughs) (laughs) Cayenne, baby. Or do you have coral bells? (laughs) FWP, Bear Monitor, Alerts residents to bear activity. No author listed. It looks like someone's just a series of journal entries as to what they caught on a bear monitor. Cool. Let's check it out. Wesley Sarmento, Montana Fish, Wildlife and Parks. Okay. Okay. All right. First part's a name. Okay. (laughs) Wesley. (laughs) There's a lot of commas going on. I don't know. You guys got a lot of names, man. All right. I didn't know if we were listing stuff. Okay. Wesley Sarmento, who's a dude. (laughs) He is also a Montana fish, wildlife, and parks biologist. That's the FWP for you right there. Asks area residents to please report any bear activity that occurs at your residence. We need to track these bears that come close to homes to keep people safe. If bears are going around to homes, there may be a need to capture those bears. <laughs> Call, and there's a number, when there is a bear close to your home. Is it Bear 1-1? What is it? <laughs> <laughs> the Montana FWP Prairie Bear Monitor Facebook page posted the following alerts of bear activity during the past three weeks. June 30th, single feeder hog dep- depredation. Depredation? Mm-hmm. What does that mean in this scenario? I don't know. I don't know. What's understand. a single feeder hog? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've, got, I've got no frame of reference for that line of words. Single feeder hog depredation by grizzly occurred during the evening near the Marinas River Sullivan Bridge north of Valier. FWP officials responded to the situation. The grizzly ate a hog? That's, that's the best I could get from it. I understood nothing. Single feeder hog All depredation right. by grizzly. Well, Wait, cross I, your. I, I just want to make sure I got this right. Bear one one. What's your emergency? Single feeder hog depredation by a grizzly. Bear ate hog. 
<laughs> Cut to. Oh, hello. Yes, yes. Hey, uh, good to see you, Tom. Hi. Uh, Barry, what's going on? I'm just wondering, I found this wildlife camera by my hot tub, and oh. it has your name on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. I'm just, uh, just, just keeping the neighborhood safe. This is the third time this month. What? That that I've had to re that put the camera back out. I mean, yeah. Thanks yes, a bunch. it's at our hot tub. We don't. I don't appreciate that. Look, that's we like to go hang out out there. We don't want a bunch I'm, of cameras. Look, I'm doing it to keep you safe. I'm putting it out there so just in case I see a bear get close to your hot tub, I can give you a call and just be like, hey, man. Bears, you know, because bears are attracted to like the sound of water because that's where the salmon right, are. They're right. trying to go upstream. So I don't want a bear coming up to you. Your back's turned. You're in a hot tub, and then he's thinking he's coming to get a salmon. Okay, I'm watching out for you, Barry. Okay, so this, so so this camera only works when you take it home and take the chip out to download it. So you would not be able to warn me. All you can do is look no, at no, the no, pictures. No, 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 Okay. And so look, I'm, look, I've got a journal that I keep here. Okay. And I, and I, and I take very rigorous notes each day, the activity that's going on here. Take a look, take a look. See here. Whoa. No, 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 no. This is, this is, you should be happy. I found no mentions of bears yet. You've been saying, I know, but I, you're talking about my naked wife in here and that's not cool, man. What? That must've been from the first time we missed the camera. Well, I mean, I mean, do you need How to long see the video? Doing... I can show you. No. What? You oh. have the video now for posterity. Just, just so I can cross reference the notes later. If need be, you never know how these things work when you got to report things officially. Nudehottub.com? You put this online? Well, I mean, sometimes you need a second opinion, you know, if they're willing to pay. Wait, you're putting this up and people are paying to see our hot tub There's footage? a lot of wildlife enthusiasts out there, Barry. I don't know why I'm not getting a cut. Oh? Look, I'm the one that invests in these cameras. Now, maybe if you want to get like a waterproof camera, you know, I mean, then maybe we can talk about like... Janice! Janice! Get over here! Yes, what... What's going Look on? Look at this. What is this? Th this is a log documenting how safe you've been. Look at this video. Wait. Yeah. Well, that's us. That's it our is. hot tub. It is. What, what does this log entry mean? Single feeder hog depredation by Grizzly. <laughs> okay. Well, some of that's metaphorical. Some of that's literal. And um, I feel like this was you on two our anniversary. This was on our anniversary. What did right. you mean by single feeder hog depredation by Grizzly? In that scenario, which one's the hog and which one's the grizzly? I'm backing out of this. I I want to know right now. Okay. I feel like you two of all people should know the difference. Now, I get single feeder. We are monogamous. We've been married for 22 years. Yes. I'm obviously the grizzly. Ah! I didn't name Now, honey, I didn't name it. No, 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 no. Now, Look, if Barry's, if he's the grizzly, who's the hog? That's Who's the single feeder <laughs> hog? I want to hear you say it. One of you had an apple in their mouth, and I feel like I don't need to be the one to break it down who it was. And scene. <laughs> bunch of, bunch of, bunch of, bunch of small town news. Bunch of, bunch of, bunch of, bunch of small town news. Bunch of, bunch of, bunch of, bunch of small town news. You've just tolerated another episode of Small Town News, a production of Small Town News, LLC. Today's episode of Small Town News was inspired by the Valerian of Valier, Montana, and stories written by Jennifer Van Heel, Kari Lewis, Melinda Myers, and one to three unnamed staff writers. Episodes are performed and produced by Keith Boyd, George Oliver, Neil Oliver, and Greg Ramey. 
Research by Dr. Jessica Saxon. Music performed by George Oliver. This episode was recorded in the historic Clark's Drugstore in downtown Newburgh, North Carolina. Small Town News is available on Apple. <coughs> Apple gets him every time. <laughs> Just stop trying to jump that apple in George's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Squeal like a pig. Oh, no. Oh, birdie mouth. Uh, Small Town News available on Apple. <laughs> This episode will fit in your pretty mouth. <laughs> Small Town News available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon, and your granny's grandma fund. Like what you hear, leave us a review and subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram for behind-the-scenes photos, exclusive updates, and opportunities to share your favorite small town news. Thanks for joining us. And remember, who's the hog? Who's the hog and who's the grizzly? Why does that bat keep shitting in my mouth? <laughs> Why does it taste like coffee? <laughs> Why do you let that bat keep shitting in your mouth? <laughs>